Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David Krejci draws Austin Watson, now Heinen to McAvoy, he scores! Yo, bartender, your food needs a refill! the stop. Marchand ahead to Bergeron has Marchand busting down the middle. Scores! Patrice Bergeron with the Bruins' third shorthanded goal of the season. Treat me right fucking now! McAvoy finds DeBrus behind DeLaurier! You. Got stinking shit face on the bus. Louise left me, and that son of a bitch over there keeps playing me when he knows I'm shit face. Hey, everybody, it's Mark, uh, your host. I am back uh, once again, and we are doing these shows more frequently. Uh, getting more interest uh, from the Bruins fans out there that have reached out and wanted to join the show. Uh, but this is episode six. And it's promised to be a good one as I talk to the very lovely lady. But first, I have to mention that our um, partnership with Primetime Sports Talk, uh, these guys, uh, they do it all. They cover all the bases of New England sports uh, with great articles and great content. Uh, please go over and check them out at uh, primetimesportstalk.com. Patriots, uh, like I said last time, uh, they're, they're just getting in the free season. Yeah, Red Sox are coming down to the end of this season, and Bruins and Celtics are coming up in the fall, so make sure you go to these guys for uh, some good coverage of um, all these sports in New England. But without ado, I'm wicked excited to have this this lovely lady on that just joined um, our, our Black and Gold Productions uh, team not long ago, and she's made a very, very lasting impression in her short tenure with us. Uh, her name is Jen Stasio Okum. And you can follow her on Twitter at HockeyGirl2976. How did I do on the Twitter account? You did good. <laughs> I usually really hack those good. up. I usually hack those uh, up. Never. <laughs> I, can't, I don't believe it for a second. Uh, Jen is a new writer, and uh, you're the new AHL writer for the uh, BlackAndGoldHockey.com uh, website. And yeah. So you will be covering mostly all... Uh, American Hockey League, Providence Bruins for our website. And um, why don't we just start by how did you get involved in the Providence Bruins and and, and where have you been? Because I know you've been in, in many areas of the country. And uh, yeah. so let me know right up to becoming a Providence Bruins fan. Okay. So I guess to bring things all the way back to the beginning, I guess I started becoming a huge hockey fan um, when – I was back in high school, which I'm not going to say how long ago that was, but uh, my parents started bringing us to uh, hockey games in Muskegon, Michigan, which is near where I used to live. I used to live in um, northern Michigan area, and um, so 
in Muskegon, there was a team called the Fury, and they actually were a minor pro team. I guess at the time it was the Colonial Hockey League, and then they eventually um, morphed into some other league and back and forth, and then they eventually dissolved. Um, and now it's back to being the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Um, but I also spent time in North Carolina. I lived in um, Indiana for a while. Um, but about eight years ago now, seven or eight years ago, I moved out here to Massachusetts for a job. And um, I started following the Providence Bruins. About three years ago, I started, I actually took the dive and became a season member, uh, ticket holder at the Providence Bruins. And so that kind of was all she wrote. After that, I couldn't get enough of hockey. And I, I'm a diehard fan now. I go to every event they have. I'm a member of the Providence Bruins fan club. I, these boys are my life. <laughs> that's, so. that's awesome. Oh, that's a that's a great story and 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 some really cool places. Yeah, the uh, Muskegon is uh, it, it, they have a team in the United States Hockey League, which is a uh, it's like a preparatory league for the the, the NCAA. So, uh, you yeah, know, that's the, the Lumberjacks now, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's good hockey out there. And um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bruins prospect uh, the defenseman McFall is um, scheduled to be there, but. Uh, remains to be seen what he's up to uh, right. as uh, he might go back to his Ontario junior team and not go to the uh, the USHL just yet, maybe next year. But um, no, it's, it, I'm excited to have somebody um, a little closer to home. I and mean, we had we had Dan Brow on yesterday, uh, a couple days ago from Japan. Yeah, he was serv- right. serving our country over there. Thank you very much, Dan. It was a great interview. I had a blast that was a with nice him. Episode. Yeah. Nice episode. So we bring it back home to New England, and uh, and we have Jen. Um, so the past couple seasons for the Providence Bruins, what have you? What trends have you noticed as a, as a season ticket holder? And and, and I mean. I want to get your opinion because you sit in the stands while I watch every game from my office. What do you, what have you seen the trends? I mean, I know the team has started off not well in the past three to four seasons, but right around the December area, really start to heat up and uh, and march right into the playoffs. But the sustainability in the playoffs has been a roller coaster ride, especially the year before when they went all the way to the conference finals. Right. Uh, yeah. It, so. So I guess uh, the beginning of the season, it seems like uh, bringing the the new team members on, they're a little, um, it, it's getting that chemistry, I think, is really what it takes to, you know, get them really going. And I think coming in fresh to the team, it seems like it, it takes them a little bit to settle down. I think it was this past year when they brought on Connor Clifton at the beginning of the year, he was like, major aggressive seriously like out there hardcore and it really took him a little while in fact I think they sat him for a little bit um and eventually he settled into a groove and he seemed to do much better like you said December January time frame he you know kind of picked it up and I think that it it really takes that time for the team to get to know each other and to really have a good feeling for each other. Um, that's actually one of the reasons that I'm kind of excited. Um, probably like jumping all over your podcast right now, but uh, <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, I'll be heading out to Buffalo to the, to the prospect challenge. And um, I'm excited to see how they play together out there, how some of the new guys play together and see how they're going to mesh with some of the guys that have been on Providence already and um, see how that goes. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to mention that just a, a, maybe a couple of minutes later on, but you jumped the gun on me and that's fine. I'm sorry. That is completely fine. That is no problem at all. But uh, we at the black and gold hockey productions are so proud uh, to have Jen uh, represent us uh, in the blackandgoldhockey.com uh, website. 
um, as she makes way to Buffalo to cover the prospect challenge. And she has been granted media credentials from the Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm super proud because this is, this is like my baby, but it's our team. You know what I mean? And, and this is a first for us. So, because, uh, I've, I've, I've had media access in the past, uh, through the website and in, in different varieties of the, uh, different levels of hockey, uh, in New England. Most recently, development camp with the Boston Bruins organization, and hopefully, uh, some training camp, rookie camp, training camp, and maybe who knows, uh, if we get lucky and bucket list item get checked off, we do get a regular season hockey game, uh, as a group. So, but this is our, first person that's being that's going out on assignment so jen i mean no pressure right yeah no <laughs> no don't worry i got this no but <laughs> I, i'm wicked pumped for you uh the opportunity uh because it, it is a great opportunity for somebody like yourself that that has just come in into a website um and we're not we're not big media we're we're, we're i don't want to say i want to be that high i mean i'd love to have all right. the money they make but you know, we, we we are a group that's just that's just you know trucking along. We have twenty somewhat writers and four and and four podcasters. So we have about twenty four people on this team. So uh, it's really important for us to make these steps that that you're doing and representing us uh, with the utmost professionalism. And I know you can do that because I've talked to you a couple of times. I've seen your writing, and uh, it's just I'm just really really super stoked for you in this opportunity. So. I know it. It's going to be a great opportunity, you know. And everybody in in the Boston organization and in the Buffalo Sabers organization have been nothing but, you know, really um, generous and nice. You know, I ask the stupidest questions because this is my first time going out there. So you know, I, I run what I can past you, and then if I still don't know, I go to them, and they're so nice and. They have not once hung up on me, so that's good. No, that's very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, with, with your experience watching the team down in Providence, uh, and I, I'm not sure if a list has been provided yet. I know I'm a little slow because I've been busy as hell, but um, what, which players to you are you looking to stand out at this prospect challenge that's going to happen, I believe, uh, uh, September 7th to the 10th, correct? Yeah, it is the 7th to the 10th. Um, so we've got three games scheduled uh, that the prospects are beginning going to be playing, and there will be one on Friday, one on Saturday, and one on Monday. And then they'll have a practice skate on Sunday. So um, that whole weekend will be tied up there <clears throat> with hockey, but it, sh it should be good. So I've, I do have actually an entire list of everybody who's either been invited or our actual prospects who um, we're taking along. And so I guess my first couple that I'm really looking at, taking a, a closer look at, the, at their skills Right now, um, JFK is on my list. Um, Jakob Forsbaka Carlson. Um, he had some injury problems the middle of the year. I guess it would have been January-ish time frame last year. Yep. He, he ended up getting a bad concussion and was out until April, I think. I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah. He was out for a significant period of time, but seriously, he was full out the first up until January. He played in 44 games and had 28 goals in those in that in that time frame, and then the, immediately when he came back, um, I think it was April 14th is when he came back. It was a game in Springfield, if I remember right. It was an away game in Springfield, and I think he he had a two score. He scored twice during that game, and had one assist, if I remember right. So, I mean, I don't think. People are kind of down on him a little bit, but I think that he is actually probably pretty good. I think that he has a lot to offer us, and I think that he just didn't have that time to rebound after his injury or his concussion to actually prove it out at the end of the season, you know, because unfortunately we fell in the playoffs. But, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, the first <laughs> first round exit was not a good one after going to the uh, conference finals the year before. But no, it was not. It was not. But 
Um, yeah, J- uh, JFK, I-, I believe he had a solid season. I think that he was working on a lot more um, than he did at this level than he did uh, with the NCAA, and that's and that's that's a given. But he's got one more season under contract, and I've said in the past couple of um, episodes that um, just looking at the depth up up above, do do you think he has a chance to crack the roster this year, or or maybe get that stretch of games that they could possibly showcase them for a trade? Yeah, so that's actually um, where I am actually headed with this. Ha ha, I stepped on your toes now. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, I only use the bottom. There you go. Um, (laughs) He, uh, I think that he could probably build himself up enough and have a good enough year that he could probably be a really good asset for us. That, you know, we can get something back. Um. There's been talk about, you know, some of the other players and whatnot, but I really think that he's the one. He's one that's going to actually go out there and get us something. So I I don't see him crack, cracking into uh, the Boston Bruins. I, there's so many. <laughs> what is the deal with our center situation exactly, Mark? Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's maddening. I mean, you, you lost Austin Zarnick to the Calgary Flames. And I know Kenny Agostino didn't play center, but I mean, there's two significant parts of you uh, that I thought I wasn't a big Agostino fan, but I mean, the guy was second on the team with 188 shots last year, and Zarnik was 165 in second place. So mm-hmm. now a guy like Jake uh, JFK is is probably going to be that next guy to look at with those two departed. So. Yeah. His role could definitely change, and and he might even benefit that with the more pressure on him to be that much better. And, and like I said, he's going to be his one year left uh, on his current uh, entry level deal. So this is a contract year. He's going to want to prove it, but I don't see him proving really that much at the NHL level. I think a majority of his season is going to be down in the, in, in the Rhode, state of Rhode Island. Oh, I definitely think so. I think that, you know, in the off season, he probably had to concentrate a lot on building some more muscle um, because he's he's not a big guy, but he's not he, – he needs to build a little more muscle and get, you know, get in there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's probably what he needed to work in on the off season. And like you said, I think that he's going to need to spend that time in the AHL to really get himself prepared. And if he does have a good season, I think he's a good candidate for us as an asset. Who else are you looking at? Um, I've got a few on my list. Obviously, Ryan Fitzgerald, um, Connor Clifton, Zach Sension. These are all ones that I saw play last year, but I'm interested in see how, seeing how they interact with some of the, some of the um, newer guys that we've seen come on. Uh, Cameron Hughes, he, he – kind of interesting again how come these are all centers <laughs> i i know the, the, the boston bruins they they seem to breed i remember when when they when they drafted uh david Krejci, and then it just like it almost seemed like the center depth really started building when he came to the organization because they just never stopped with it you know they did the whole hamel they did the whole um that was zach hamel and um Jordan Caron and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, uh, let's get some wingers here. we got to build in other areas too. But, I mean, if you if you don't have a good defense, you're not going to win. And I guess if you don't have uh, depth up in the middle anymore, you're not going to win in today's game. So there might be a method to the madness, but it's just like, where, where do you slot all these guys in? Exactly, exactly. I think we're lacking right now right wing and our defense really need. you know, we need to really stack up on our defense. And if I'm looking down our list of prospects here for for our for defense, we've got Axel Anderson, uh, Connor Clifton, Olivier Gallipo. Does that sound right? Uh, Emil go, Johansson. Go, yeah. Um, Jeremy Lauzon. I've heard good things about him. I haven't actually seen anything from him yet. Did you see him at um, development camp? No, I did not. He did. He played for the Providence Bruins last year, but he was injured he for. A, he was injured for a majority of the season. Oh. He had. Oh. He got his bell rung too. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Poor baby. Um. Yeah. So I I I really hope that we can strengthen up our defensive area. 
you said you met uh, Euro Vakaninen, right? I did. I met him at development camp. Uh, very uh, interesting uh, player. I, I'm not. I'm still not used to talking to Europeans. Uh, I babble on. I have a hard enough time babbling on this mic to to then to go out on the uh, on location and, and get interviews. But it was it was fun. Uh, he's he's a he's very intelligent when he mm-hmm. talks about the game in a European style, and it, it did make sense to me, even though my questions probably didn't make sense to him. But right, um, he, he, he but when you watch him out on the ice. He looks like a scientist of the game. He's really reading plays before they actually happen, and that's what I believe his intelligence has really, um, you know, matured uh, since he got yeah. drafted last season and going back over to uh, to Europe to play that extra year with uh, in an adult league. Um, it, I don't know where he's going to end up. It remain. I mean, they did sign him to an entry level deal, but we've seen. I've seen plenty of times that players have been under entry level deals and gone back to Europe. So, oh, yeah. it, it you know, I mean, when you talk about all the center depth, if you look at all the stuff that all the movement that came in over the summer, you know, they 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 have an abundance of of defensemen. So, yeah. it, it's like, well, where do you where are you guys putting these? And when these with these American Hockey League signings recently after July 1, it's Either Atlanta is it, are they going to go back to their junior team? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put uh, a prospect like Vakaninen or or Axelson in Atlanta. That's just that's just that's crazy, right? You know, right. if they're going to no, do that, I mean, go go back to their European team or a player like Axelson, who was who I believe was drafted in the uh, uh, Canadian Hockey League import draft that was happening at develop yeah, during development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted in the CHL, I think, somewhere. I yeah. do remember seeing that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a good player. Um, definitely look forward to seeing him if he if he does play in the AHL for a full season because uh, that could definitely, um, you know, propel him to a, a different level in his, you know, professional development. So, and, and you know, they need that left shot, which I, I all of a sudden we have too many for defensemen that have left shots in this organization <laughs> i mean six months yeah. ago six months ago we didn't have we enough right. you know now we have way too many and, and I, I just don't get it so it's always one way or the other right yeah well we've got you know Jakob's boros still out there he's got another year on his contract right so uh, oh, two years yes he has two years left in his contract he's 21 years old i, I i'm a fan of him I like him. I like the game he plays. I think he play works well with uh, with Coach Jay Leach, who was a yeah. who was a defenseman himself. So there's some relation there. Um, yep. So I think his he game's seems like progressing. A smart player too. I mean, he does seem to read things ahead and is able to take up space when he needs to. So yeah, I I, I I've talked to um, man. I'm fucking bad with names if I don't write them down. Uh, a, a scout in, up in um, St. John's uh, the, or the Maritime area that has seen Zboro play for the St. John Sea Dogs, and, and mm-hmm. he, he, he had great things to say. Um, and I'm pissed off that I can't remember this gentleman's name right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, Craig Eagles. Craig Eagles. He's a, a color commentator for RDS up in the Maritime in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So, but he he's always spoken well of, of Zboril, even though his down years in, in point productions were low. and But, I mean, that's that's just a player that was, you know, working on different parts of his game. You know, he's just not all going out and being that goal scorer like that Bobby Orr all the time. He wanted right. to work He wanted to work on different aspects and uh, <clears throat> contribute to different attributes of his, uh, of his development. So, I, I... He's another tough one. I don't see... Uh, I really want him to be that uh, player that cracks the NHL roster. Hopefully, it's sooner or later. It could happen with uh, with Zdeno Chara possibly not coming back after next season. Right. Uh, could also happen if if Adam McQuaid doesn't come back next season. But that all remains to be seen. But uh, both uh, uh, Zboro and Lauzon, I'm very high on. Yeah, I, I really like um, Zboro. I. 
I've seen him play. I like his play. I think he's smart. I think he's fast. And like you said, I think he reads things ahead of time fairly well. So I think that's good. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on Zach Senishin? I, I I've always right winger. So. Yeah, I've always been a, a Senishin fan um, since they drafted him. I started by my 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 scouting clock on him, if you per se. Right. Um, you know, I, I started researching him. I started watching video on him, and like I said before, this this kid just he he's a, a sponge. He really learns the game. Uh, correctly, even though that so many fans out there are so frustrated because he was a 2015 first round pick and he hasn't made the NHL yet, they're frustrated. I think that there's a different plan with this kid. Uh, I could see it in the juniors when he was a fourth liner um, and he posted 26 goals. And then uh, on a very heavy uh, Sue Greyhound uh, uh, Ontario Hockey League team, I mean, mm-hmm. th- that, that team was so stacked. Uh, right. And very well played and well coached by Sheldon Keefe, which was, and he was a, now the, uh, I believe, the, the head coach of the uh, Toronto Marlies. Um, but um, he just, he, and then when, when that deep team and their older, older players moved on, he moved up to a, a top six role and obviously just flourished after that. I mean, really got his legs stretched. Uh, put in 46 goals that next season. So uh, what I'm trying to get at here is it just seems like every level he's getting better. And when people see that on the stat sheet, they see the progression in the OHL, but then they look at his AHL numbers and he's panning out. He's like plateauing. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing on his development. It's actually a good thing because the coaching are actually telling him where to be and where to play. And he's not playing that uh, stretch game that where he – in the Ontario Hockey League, primarily everybody was looking to give him the puck because he had that stride and that yeah, that heavy speed. speed. So now, right, he, now exactly. he now he has to be more of a, a contributor of an all round game and a team effort. You know that I think that his right. his role has changed just a little bit. Right, and there's a learning curve that goes along with that. It's not just you know get the puck and go. You gotta you know coordinate more and and you know. It it's not something that he can learn overnight. It, it may take him a little bit longer. And if people are getting frustrated with that, well, good on them. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And and also, uh, you mentioned Ryan Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had him slated for uh, an NHL roster spot right out of camp. But, really? but Chris Wagner came in, signed a two-year deal, so they're gonna. They're probably Wagner's probably gonna be in that role. I could see uh, Ryan Fitzgerald coming back to Providence for another year. But the sad part about that is, is Ryan's on his last year of his entry-level deal. So, like like JFK, there's gonna be a lot of you know him really really trying hard to show the Bruins brass that he you know wants to stay in the organization. But I. I I'm kind of getting at the point that he's going to be like uh, a player like like Austin Zarnick and, and and have a better opportunity with another NHL club. And I hate saying that because I I really thought that he brought that intensity last season. I mean, plotting over 20 goals and and, and, and that role that he played, uh, not not afraid to play against uh, along the boards, uh, right. w- wins good puck battles, has good puck possession, and 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 is lethal uh, when he when he has the puck and, and great things happen when he does have the puck. Uh, so I, I don't want to lose him, but in, in the whole prospect aspect and, and, and how many we have, you, you have to make sacrifices, but I certainly don't want to see any drafted player at least uh, walk free agency. If anything, oh, no. you know, Austin Zarnick wasn't drafted by the Bruins. He came on as a, a free agent signing for, out of Miami of Ohio Right. So, so you know, it, losing him, yeah, it sucked. But what did we actually lose him for when you get him for free? Right, exactly. But it, yeah, he was such a strong player. You feel like you needed to get something for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, like, like a, a player like Ryan Fischel could play in, in in the top six down in Providence, but he can also be that agitator and and, and skillful player. Like, like he kind of reminds me of a Sean Corrali. You know, a, right. a, a kid that can actually put the puck in the net, but also be a little scrappy and try to get under the skin of uh, the opposing players. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, now we have to go to my favorite position. I'm sorry, but I'm going to push you there. We're going to goalies. Uh-oh. Go All for right. it. All right. So, we've got Kyle Kieser, Dion Vladash, Vladar, and then there's an invitee, Dawson Weatherill. I know next to nothing about Weatherill. Um, I tried to look him up a little bit today. Um, looks like he played in the WHL. Yep. And Chiefs. Um, doesn't have incredible numbers, but they're not bad. What What are we looking at with him? He is just a camp invite. No more, no more than that. Uh, all they needed to do was just fill out the uh, roster. Uh, to bring to the prospect challenge, so why no Swayman? Huh? Why no Swayman? Because he can't. Oh. If he plays in the prospect challenge, oh. he he, he, forts, he forfeits his um his college and, scholarship. See yes. now, here is what you have to understand. Okay, is when development camp happens, there's a window for uh, NCAA eligibility to play to to participate in in NHL camps. So if you're within that window, you can you can participate. But if you if Swayman ever laced the pads up and went out there for a rookie camp, and 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 the NCA found out about it, he's he up his career. That's it. I mean, you're not, you you are technically uh, participating in a professional environment event. Now uh. now it's over. So that's why you don't see a lot of these. NCAA rookies at at uh, at training camps. Gotcha. So it makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. You know, it's just it, it, it's yeah. kind. Of, it's almost like it's almost like how the CHL and NHL work with the whole uh, under twenty rule. Yeah. The, the NCAA kind of gets to keep those players like that too by saying, you know, hey, if if you show up, you lose it. So right. that's kind of like their leverage to stick around and get. You know the best out of you for uh, one to four years. So right, yeah. I actually heard an interesting thing on a podcast I was listening to. Not that I own, don't only listen to you. Okay, honestly, I don't only listen to you, but <laughs> I do listen to you. Um, on one of the other podcasts I was listening to, they were talking about the um, players that are going between. Um, the queue and some of them are leaving and coming down and playing uh, college hockey and they were saying that it's actually a lot rougher environment playing at the college level than it was playing up at the queue partially because or they felt anyway this particular person that was being interviewed felt it was because um, of the rules about the no fighting that you felt they felt that you know because there was no fighting allowed that they could get a lot more um bold with you know some some rougher play and not worry about getting their block knocked off also also the the whole cage rule fits up um uh is a huge huge aspect too because yeah. up in the up in the Canadian Hockey League, they can wear half shields, mm-hmm. and in the NCAA, they can't. They have to wear full masks. So, uh-huh. so believe it or not, when you have a full mask on, you're gonna take a lot. Well, I don't. I would say your fair share of wax to the head because you know you do have that on there, and they want to try to get through that and make a point. So, right. the, I mean, the game can be a lot heavier down at the NCAA than it would be up in the CHL. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, I sidetracked us there. I just that's all right. Happened to come to mind. <laughs> who else but, you got? Who else you got on your mind that you want to go check out at the uh, Prospect Challenge? So, um, I have only seen Dan Vladosh play once, I guess, and that would have been down in Providence. And he did a pretty good job. Um, I was pretty impressed with his movement and his ability to, uh, you know, uh, recover rebounds. He didn't. He didn't seem to uh, let things 
let things go too far. So I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah, he's he's a what a great kid, and and the, my my interview with him was uh, unbelievable. Uh, you listen to that to a, from I did. A, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. I wish I, I don't know if I kept the whole thing, but I, he complimented my tattoos on my arms. Really? He did at the end. At the end, he's like, "Oh, nice ink," and I was like, "Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that." And yeah. that's when I ended the end of the um, the uh, interview. But now nah, he's a good kid, and like um, um, not Jay Pandolfo. Oh God, I'm terrible tonight again. Um. One of the coaches that was uh, that was at development camp just said that the the, the kid has um, he doesn't have a bet. Jamie Langenbrunner, Jamie Langenbrunner said that the kid just doesn't not, never has a bad day. Always comes to work and uh, in, in his training and and is ready at a moment's notice. Um, right. And and is so like happy go lucky in the locker room. Uh, he could seriously bring a kid that just lost his dog. Uh, out of um, you know, out of out of sorrow into a, and turn it into a happy day. That's what this type of person is, and yeah. uh, and, and his game shows. I mean, he works really hard at it, and I've been watching him for a couple of years now since his uh, third since he was a third round pick in 2015. So this is just another uh, great thing for him uh, to put under his belt uh, and, go, and go to this prospect camp. Yeah. Along, along with Kyle Kieser, uh, Kieser is another one that. That is going to benefit greatly from a camp like this, and um, and, and most likely rookie camp, and uh, and be returned to his Oswald Generals. So, uh, yeah. you know, he's he's a sweet kid too. I um actually had a chance to meet him um, at an event, and I scared the living daylights out of him. I feel so bad, but I'm going to tell you the story anyway. <laughs> he was walking towards me, and then. Somebody had walked between us, and he ended up turning and starting to walk the other way. He was walking with, who was he walking with? can't remember. But anyways, I went to tap him on the shoulder because my daughter wanted to meet him. So I went to tap him on the shoulder, and he backed up to turn around again. And so I went to just tap him on the shoulder, but because he backed up, I, like, jabbed him, like, really, really hard. And the poor kid jumped, like, sky high. And turned around, and he was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, no, that's okay. He's like, it's okay. It's all right. You're perfectly okay. I'm yeah. like, I'm so sorry. Uh, he was the nicest kid. He was really nice to my daughter, you know, had nice things to say. And he, he was a really, really uh, amiable person. So. Yeah, he was a, a pleasure to meet at development camp for the first time. And, um, and I hope he does well. I... A little concerned about his year last year because within, I believe it was two months, I want to say it was uh, late December going into uh, January and February. Right around that range, uh, he got trucked. He got trucked by somebody crashing the net twice. Yeah. And each time, you know, I don't know if his head hit the post or or they just made solid contact with his head, but... um, he he got two concussions, so yep. I, I'm kind of hoping that 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 he's fully recovered from that and can and can move on. Uh, was one of the reasons why I really wanted the Bruins to pick another goaltender this this year in the draft was because of what could happen. I mean, I, I'm not. I really hate doing this about players because I'm so you know you know not close to them, but you know you, you care. You do care about their health and so on. Absolutely. But you also want to be prepared if something happens as a business, you know. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it, you and I, we both work forty-hour week jobs. So if 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 we if we pass along, which you know, hopefully doesn't happen, you know, <laughs> your your boss is going to want to have somebody there, well trained and ready to go. So right. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm. I'm not to jump off Kyle or anything because he's a great guy, but I'm really excited to see uh, Dan back up um, McIntyre. I I know you're not a huge McIntyre fan, but McIntyre's my baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't see that happening at all. I I, I, I don't see McIntyre uh, playing as many games as as Vladar. 
I, I see Vladar taking a bigger role this year. Um, yeah, just because, and, and I, I believe that Max pretty much going to be done this season. I, I, well, yeah, his contract's up this season, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I mean, he's pretty much going to be out of out of our uh, control, anyways. I don't see him going up to Boston. I think he probably has better opportunities elsewhere in the league. Well, but, uh, technically, technically, he is an RFA after this year. Oh, so, really? so there, there is an option to retain him. So, I mean, for the the fandom in you, there's that hope, you know, that glimpse of hope that that the Bruins can sign him to at least another year to keep him around. But yeah, it's, with it's, just, it's really hard because you look at you know how he played last year and how he played the year before, and yeah, his numbers weren't as great. Last year, if you look at them, like he had some really good runs and some really not good runs. But he had what, like seven shutouts? Yeah, yeah, he beat. That's or, crazy. I think he's tied the tied the league lead, I believe, or yeah. maybe close to it. But yeah, I so mean, if he if he can gain some some stability there and and consistency, I really. I don't know. I feel like he could really do a good job. I don't know for us, maybe. Right. Probably not for us. But I don't know. Yeah, he I guess. Me, I guess. He's, especially uh, with the uh, the uh, Yaroslav Halak signing, I don't, I don't see the 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 uh, the improvement. I mean, I know he's going to be a solid pro in his last year with Providence. But I don't see him crossing over and making the NHL until he gets out of here and has a better chance but, somewhere else. But you really think that Dan's going to, or Vlad, Vladar, Vladash, is going to take more games than, than he is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Zane McIntyre is not even like highly ranked in the prospect pool of this Bruins organization anymore. Well, I know he's not. Anymore. Like, like Vidar is way above him. Keezer's way above him. Swayman is now way above him, even though that he's in the NCAA. So but, their investment in, in, is going to be in those yeah. other players because yeah. they're going to see the benefit from them and, and not necessarily from. It, yep, and, and and to be honest, he did it to himself. You no, know what I... I mean? I mean, he he had the opportunities to get better and be more consistent. And 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 possibly showcase his skills that he needed to do to get more time in the NHL. But that time in the NHL that he got, and I know people say, "Well, look at the team in front of him." No, no. If you really want a job, you work hard for it. And I just I just didn't see that in his NHL games at all. And and right. that's pretty much what set the tone. Is like you yeah. know if you if this is something that you can't do at this level, why are we going to make a serious investment any further? No, I feel you, and I, I don't disagree with you that I feel that he was a little lacking when he played at the NHL level. I feel like he, it didn't feel like his heart was in it, really. <laughs> you know, how you, you just watch a player sometimes and you feel like they're just not really there tonight. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. That's kind of how it felt. And and I, uh, my biggest thing about him last season was giving up the first goal in many of his starts within a minute. Within a minute. A minute, a minute of the game, you weren't ready. It's like, oh, and, that's a tough one. And I, maybe this is a statistic out there somewhere, but how many did you give off, give up off a face off? Oh, I don't know that. I saw at least two that I can think of that were like immediately off a face off. He was like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> right. You're like, oh. So. I don't know. I I don't know. So who else? Who else? You uh, is um, another goalie that you want to talk about? Really, those are. I mean, honestly, I probably am with you as far as I think that uh, Vladar is. You know, our our up and coming goalie. I don't. Keezer, we'll see. Like you said, it's going to depend on his health and his well being along the way so i don't i don't think there are any other goalies really on my list right now yeah um what else can we talk about 
Well, you didn't ask me what I was drinking. Oh my god, I keep forgetting to do that. What are you drinking, madam? So, let me tell you. Oh boy. I had to stop by the package store and make a special selection just for your podcast. Nice. It was right. It is beers so, and Bruins. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I picked up two different ones. The first one I picked up in homage of my uh, birthplace in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, it's a Founders Brew, which is a micro brew out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it's called Dank Wood. D A N K. Dank actually, Wood, huh? You got it. It's actually a red IPA that they soak in, um, they're, that they age in bourbon barrels. Oh, nice. It's really nice. Yeah, we, we, get, we get a brewery around here. It's called Bear Wolf. And they did, um, they did a red uh, brew, but it's a sour. Oh, that I'm, might be. I, I'm not a big fan of the sours. Once I heard it was a sour, and I actually tasted a sour, I was like, maybe I don't want to try it. <laughs> gotcha. See, I'm not usually a fan of IPAs, but for some reason the red IPA, and I don't know if it's the fact that it's aged in the barrels or what the deal is, but this is actually pretty good. Nice. And then the second one that I picked up is um, from Jack's Abbey. It's a blood orange wheat beer. So... I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Jack's Abbey, and I think uh, somebody said that they are out in the Worcester area. Yeah, there's something. I think there's a full restaurant there. and a full bar around the okay. Worcester area somewhere. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly where, but I will find it. Framingham, it says. Framingham, there you go. That's it. Isn't that in yeah. the Worcester area? Yeah, well, yeah, a little close bit. enough. Close suburbs, enough. suburbs of uh, Worcester. <laughs> Suffers of Worcester, yeah. yeah. I went back to my old trusty... Uh, Are you on Four Trucker again? I am. I am. My my lovely wife, Courtney, she went out and got me a 12-pack of the Porch Rocker, so I'm back. I'm back. We'll All make right. some... I will definitely... Because over the winter, when it's like there's really nothing to do besides research and write about the Bruins, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I do... Um, I like to go out and, and, and try different things. So it's, when I stay home a lot, you know, in those cold months, uh, that's when I break out the the uh, the real craft brews and I drink the four four packs and try a little bit of everything. So I'll start inserting that in the podcast. Hopefully one of these days we mention one of these beers and they're like, Jesus, we'd love to have you as a sponsor because I'd love right? to, you know, talk to them about making some money. And drinking some exactly. beer, drinking their beer is never a bad thing. Well, you know, blood orange wheat. This is why I picked it. I'm just going to give you the breakdown here. First of all, the best way to give blood is to play hockey. <laughs> I love it. And the orange on their bottle is, per, or on the can, this one's in a can, but bottle as well, is pretty much gold. It's, it's Bruins gold. So, we've got blood, we've got orange, and it's a wheat beer. You can't go wrong with a wheat beer. So nice. It's Very hockey, nice. It's Bruins, and it's a wheat beer. <laughs> so, uh, expectations about this upcoming season for the Providence Bruins. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to say make it to at least the second round and further. They better. They better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop down there on the bench with Jay Leach if they don't. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really I I think that they've got the skills and they've got the people that can take them through. We've got you know Colby Cave resigned. Um, unfortunately, we lost a few good players in the off season, but we've got other people coming in, and I really think that we've got the players there that uh, can make this work. And I think that we better go into this <laughs> at least into the second round, if not further. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see him there. So. Uh, the other one I want to ask you too is, um, I know Spencer Carberry took the uh, the coaching job, uh, the head coaching job at the uh, the Hershey Bears. Uh, did did the Providence Bruins mention or any announcement of them hiring a new assistant coach that's going to uh, coach along with uh, Jay Leach and um, and Trent Woodfield? It seems to me I heard something about it. You know, I can't right off the top of my head remember what it was but um i do remember hearing something it, it 
may have not been a full hire. It may have been something that interview. I heard about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they could be interviewing. I, I, I normally, when it comes down to Providence Bruins stuff, I normally look for the your tweets and so on. But also a very, very good uh, person is, is Mark Diver. And I always look for his stuff. And I haven't really seen anything lately about any coaching hire. But nah. that might be something that might be down the road a little bit more towards the uh, the uh, opening day of the 2018-19 season. But What is that, the 26th or the 29th is their first game? In October? Uh, oh, no, no, no. This, uh, uh, September is their first game. Their home opener is in September. Whose? Providence. That's... Right? No, it's in October. No, 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 no. So their pre-season, first preseason game. Preseason, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. There, didn't I? I was like, oh, my God, what, did the season, like... Jump back a month all of a sudden. I missed the news. <laughs> Maybe all of our praying. That yeah, I know, right? Start sooner. Exactly. Um, now, Saturday, October 6th is the home opener. Okay. They actually start the day before, um, but that's away. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, that AHL camp is is going on shortly after you get back from Buffalo, New York. Because that's when they'll they'll make the some minor cuts from that camp and 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 bring them down to the AHL and then uh, National Hockey League camp will happen um, yep. actually during that, that that prospect challenge and then those cuts will be made so the you definitely will see some uh, some players that were at the prospect challenge are uh, going to be vying for uh, NHL roster spots and then wh- whether they stay or go who knows uh, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's get your opinion on on some uh, one player that that is is heavily talked about about making that third line center, and uh, Jack Staniga. Um, in in the limited amount of games he played last season when he came to Providence after his uh, obligation with the Ottawa Generals was over uh, mm-hmm. in, in the playoffs. Uh, what did you see from him? Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he got five points in five games. Yeah, I believe he did. He um he was he was not bad. I mean <clears throat> what I'd have to say about him is that you know, I just completely lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. That's okay. Have a sip. Breathe. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea. I just completely lost my train of thought on Jack. That's awful. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll take over from there for a little bit. But uh, no, I mean J- Jack's a great player. I, I, I've seen him um, since he started becoming a Bruin. I watched him his full season, not the whole year, but I think I watched at least uh, thirty of his games uh, right. s- streamed. I, I don't go to Ontario often. I don't have the private jet. <laughs> not yet, anyway. No. Not yet. Once we send Jen on some uh, some scouting missions out, out out west and make some real money at this whole thing, there maybe you go. maybe I'll get my own private jet. But um, Absolutely. no, just just watching the kid play, he's, he's great vision, uh, very intelligent player, plays a strong two way game, um, a uh, little bit size. Uh, you're always gonna hear that from a player like like. You know when you when you brought up Zach Senishin a while ago when he first came to the American Hockey League. Um, out of the OHL, he was a little skinny, in my opinion. But after after that first first season, and, and and throughout the season to the end of the year, you could actually see him putting on muscle mass. So right. I, I believe all these players will probably step it up with their muscle mass again after um, you know another off season of working out. So um, yeah, I mean, it's he just, played a pretty full season in Oshawa, right? I mean, he played he like did. sixty-six he, games or so, and he's their captain. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, I mean, he was injured a very a little bit amount of time, but not not for a full season. But right. the one thing I liked about Jack's game was, uh, and maybe it's maybe I shouldn't say excuse me, maybe I shouldn't say like it, but he got hot on streaks. Mm. So like the beginning of the season, he went on like seven game point streak and then for five games didn't hear a word from him but then we go on like an eight nine twelve game point streak and then then you know another six games after that no points or i mean his assists were always there but the goals so right. he's, like, he's like really hot and cold and i think that that's why 
he's got to really tone uh, hone in on is figure out how to get that much more consistent. You know, and I still think that he's he could use another year in the uh, at the OHL level before coming to Boston. But I know. don't doubt it. I mean, that's very similar to uh, the way Zach Senishin came in. Is he was very streaky. You know, he'd go on a run, and then you'd hear nothing from him for a couple of weeks, and yep. then he'd go on another run, and then you'd hear nothing from him for a few weeks. Right. So, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to develop him a little longer in Oshawa, you know, especially being a captain up there, you know. He's he's got to show that leadership capability and and maybe he'll maybe he'll learn that that um ability to be more consistent and not, you know, just bang it out and then drop off for a little while. So. Right. Uh, how about Jay Leach? Um, his first year was last season behind the bench. What you What do you think about What do you think about him and what he could bring um, to his second year? Um, I I actually like Jay Leach behind the bench. He um actually, in my opinion, brings a remarkable calm behind the bench that I didn't expect to see from him. Um, I didn't know too much about him beforehand, other than that he had played for Providence, um, you know, for, what, a couple of seasons, right? Yes. And um, so what, he seems to have a pretty good uh, ability to communicate with his guys and get his, his message across without, you know, jumping up and down and throwing a tirade. <laughs> and so, I, you know, one of the things that I actually – uh, remember growing up is I remember being more afraid when my granddad would come to us with a really calm voice. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. Then you knew you were really in trouble. And I feel like maybe he has that, that ability with the, with the team. So nice. All right, Jen. Well, we've, we've talked for about an hour, so I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for, for your, your insight and your time. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to having you on, especially, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to schedule some time after your trip, um, from the prospect challenge to, uh, possibly talk about your, the whole experience. Uh, so if you, if you're willing to do that, I would love to schedule, uh, sometime before the, uh, NHL training camp, uh, ramps up. Absolutely, I'd be happy to, and you know, I'll get more one-on-one uh, -on -one exposure and be able to look at them a little bit closer. Yeah, there. yeah, and uh, and and uh, uh, Black and Gold Hockey Podcast uh, member uh, Josh Bemis will also be out there too. I'm not sure if he's going to be uh, credentialed like you are, but uh, I believe he's going to be in the house for the four days and uh, and watch all the tournaments. So. Great. It should be good to uh, talk talk to you. Uh, yes. I, I think I'm going to do a, um, an on location uh, show with him in Buffalo, and then would love to hear from you afterwards when you come home and get settled in. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, once again, I just want to thank you very much for reaching out and 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 wanting to be a part of this team over at the Black and Gold Hockey dot com website. Uh, I love the, the, the Providence Bruins history stuff so far and, and, and what you have to add to the team. So, uh, again, welcome. I love it. I love that you're going on location in such early um, with us, and, and I'm proud. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm wicked pumped, and uh, I can't wait to hear about your experience. We will definitely get together, have a couple drinks, and then uh, we will talk about the 2018 Prospect Challenge from the – uh, Buffalo Key is it Key Key Arena in Buffalo? Actually, so the the Prospect Challenge is actually going to be held at the Harbor Center, not at the Key Bank Center, or Key which, Arena, or whatever. right, which is right so, across the street. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to go far. No, no, no. So awesome. But I guess, yeah, yeah. So that's where we'll be planning on uh, spending those four days, and we'll get as much information as we can for you. Uh, we'll do you proud and come back with some good good deeds. Awesome. That is uh, Jen Stasio-Coom, and you can find her on Twitter at HockeyGirl2018. 
1-800-242-2976. Jen, thank you so much for your time. Again, I appreciate it, and um, can't wait to talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Mark.